Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished Gundam Build Fighters and decided it was time to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy. I don't have a good joke lined up for this one. Um, I'm the harbinger of worldly chaos. I'm Tyler. That would go pretty well with your bright pink hair right now. My name is Zach. (laughs) Do you think bright pink is the color of worldly chaos, Zach? Yes. Too much pink energy is dangerous, but I don't think there's too much pink in your hair. Yes, but the harbinger. Madoka is force for good. Purple is the color of chaos. No, see, that's just what they've always been trying to tell us. In reality, pink is the color of chaos. I think Genya Robochi knows more about color theory than I do. (laughs) Maybe that's appeal to authority, but... Today we're watching episode 25 of Reconquista in G, Crossing the Line of Death. Uh, That's a title. You gotta cross those T's in death. Yeah, so this is the one where Rora Norazoro sees the Grim Reaper, and then that kind of doesn't go anywhere. And the whole One Piece fandom is like, "Uh, I thought that was gonna be a thing. Is this foreshadowing something later? Did this get cut? What's going on here? All right, so we are watching episode 25 of Reconquista in G, Crossing the Line of Death. If you want to know where the title of the podcast where we talk about stuff before we do the episode went, check our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts. So, uh, previously on Reconquista NG, everybody's at Earth, they're all fucking each other up. The direct fleet exploded, except Mashner, who was like, what? Rock Pie is telling me to away! And then they awayed. And then Mass Temporara to die in a pyramid. And then she became the pharaoh. That shot, what's it called? <laughs> Tree lasers. Yeah, It was y- a weird episode. It was the Yggdrasil. Oh, also Mass teamed up with the Full Moon ship and the GIT Corps. And then sent Barara out to die on her own instead of supporting her. Yes. Well, his girlfriend was back. He's like, I don't need the side piece anymore. Destroy the evidence. Unfortunately, Sorry, Ted and Larry. <laughs> it needs three people to drive. So. No, they knew. Unfortunately, Barara did tell Ma- uh, Manny I fucked her boyfriend before she died. So it was all for naught. Uh, this episode starts with a bunch of Wuxias launching, but none of them have Becker in them because he's dead for real now. Well, they've already launched. This is um, Commander, whatever the hell this guy's name is. Jugen. Jugen. Jugen, thank you. Getting called to turn around and go back. You know, so they launched at the end of last episode, and now they're basically being told, okay, turn around and go back. Why like, is he Congratulations. He got I, COVID. I, I no, he was, dr- he was drinking when they, got hit with the ex- water? <laughs> when they got hit with the explosion. So I guess some water went down the wrong pipe. Cut to the Gnosis, the only ship remaining of the Durette fleet. The captain of which is like, hey, we're fucked. Unfortunately for him, Master has gone from incredibly competent and possessed by a ghost to full-on crazy in the gap between the last episode and this one. We get some excellent animations of crazy Mashner face. <laughs> yeah, like, she is full-bore crazy at the moment, which sucks for this guy. Uh, she comes up with a plan that's maybe good of, if our enemies all kill each other, we will win. Rock Pie told me so. <laughs> I, I like how the EXO was like, we should just give up. But she's playing the piano afterburners and instead accelerates. This really feels like we should have just killed her off last episode. I, they ace her right away. I think I would have enjoyed a slow descent into madness for Mashner, but we do not have the time for that. I mean, it would have been fine if she was slowly going crazy, but she was fine if a little She was weird. at maximum competency last week, and now she's full crazy. She used up all her competency and has none left and can only do crazy things. Yeah, like, and she doesn't even last this episode. She's done before the actual, like... The big fight begins... I was gonna say the uh, the uh, the when they get when they dance on screen, the 
in between the episode. The eye catch. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't do an episode prologue because like we were too busy talking about One Piece, which you can hear on www.lastpasshouse.com slash Patreon. But what do you guys think of this episode? Because while there are some things I don't like about it in context to the next one, I actually really like the pacing of it and how we slow down for that big re-entry scene at the end. I actually kind of do, too. Like, it does really have the feeling of this is part one of the final conflict. And it is an all-out brawl in space. And like you said, everybody starts getting pulled into the Earth's atmosphere, so everything slows down as everybody basically scrambles to keep themselves alive going through the atmosphere. No, I agree. Um, I actually like that gravity is a major menace this episode instead of a minor menace. I would argue gravity is the main antagonist of this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Human greed is probably the, the main antagonist, but gravity is definitely the Darth Vader to that Emperor Palpatine. Uh, we cut to the megafauna Maronis. As they are resupplying the G-Lucifer with new fins. Since it lasted them last time. I actually really like the scene of like them resupplying the equipment. I'm not entirely sure why everybody is aboard the G Lucifer right now. I guess it's a very roomy cockpit. Yeah, it's it's the just the nicest cockpit. It's got the best heaters, the best toilet, the best wet wipes. It apparently actually does have a separate toilet section as opposed to the G self, which just had it on the chair. It's got a hot tub like the Archangel. It's the best place for Araya to say Ida, tell Ida, hey, sorry, your father died. And Ida being like, "He, it's okay, he was an idiot. Well, I actually kind of like this. Is like, no, it's a good speech. Well, especially because she's, we, we see it in a little bit, like, she's trying to prevent herself from completely breaking down. And her bit about him trying too hard to just go along with the times and his orders does kind of tie in with the themes. It's another thing that would have been good to see more of, but we did see a, a little bit when he tried to when he parachuted GTA style to the president to try to stop him, but then immediately had to follow orders because he was too late. It would have been pretty pretty good in my opinion if they'd given more time to him butting heads with the president, but that wouldn't be G Reco. <laughs> yeah, she um gives the a long speech including some other things about like rushing into innovation and all these other things and starts kind of like holding back tears like you can see her holding back tears okay as an aside bellry hears her speech and is like so that's why they push into space piracy how does that follow how does space piracy follow from pursuing innovation uh because then how do you take other people's innovations tyler piracy but they didn't they weren't stealing Uh, shit um also also how do you get one piece tyler first you need real (laughs) pirates so you can base your fictional pirates off them well, I think it's also a matter of, like, innovation and whatnot, and they needed more photon batteries, hence pushing out into space piracy to hijack photon battery shipments. My bullshit argument was they wanted to make things that would be condemned internationally, so they made pirate ships. That's also probably a good chunk of it, because, like, that way they can disavow knowledge of them existing yeah, like, we or know- being attached to them, because didn't they, they mentioned something along those lines earlier on in the series. Yeah, they mentioned that the Megafauna was specifically a ship they started building and said they deconstructed, but actually they just made a pirate ship. So the Space Gratodon, the Salamandra, and the Gnosis are all heading towards Earth orbit, where the full moon ship is. So the Megafauna is like, well, I guess it's a party, and we're inviting ourselves. Yeah, it's time for the rumble in the jungle, except for this time it's rumble in space above the jungle. <laughs> So Manny is like, ah, if I don't go out and fight, Barara will get all the glory. She's probably not dead. She's a cool character. Plus, aren't you worried about her? I want her dead, but I don't want her to die. 
I want her dead, but not that way. I love <laughs> Manny's little thought of like, if Barar gets all the glory, and then out loud, presumably while still connected to uh, Flaminia, Flaminia goes, she'll take Lewin from me. I love her head turn. Like, it's so well animated and dramatic as she does it, and extra. Well, it, it also makes a little bit of sense, presuming she's got a monitor, because she jumps backwards. So Manny goes to hang out at Battlefield. With the G-Rack. Meanwhile, uh, Mask is with the GIT Corps in his new sweet black mobile suit that has a name, but I forgot what it was. And he's like, hey, remember gravity. It's quite a menace. I know you guys don't have that at Venus, so be careful. So Mask is like, hey, we're going to have to go destroy this ship that I deal with. What? Wait, the Gnosis? What is the Gnosis doing here? Uh, specifically in low Earth orbit. <laughs> I guess it went to avoid the Gronodon? Or we cut the, uh, to a genius Clem Nick, who's like, ah, it must be here to avoid the Gronodon. <laughs> and Mick being like, damn Mask, he's got the full moonship on his side. Plus the Gnosis probably wants revenge for that time we killed her boyfriend. Technically, they didn't kill her boyfriend. Mask killed her boyfriend. We as in Earthnoids. But Clem is like, I'm going to go get all the glory, so we're going on the offense right now. I Just me and Mick can go do that. I guess also these 20 Jahannams. Cut back to the megafauna where Ida is brooding, and everyone's like, hey, sorry, your dad's dead. And she's like, cool, curry up and reload the G-Lucifer. So my Roriah also isn't dead. And uh, this is where Ida kind of breaks down, because... Captain Danielle's like, lady, I have Alzheimer's, so you're going to have to take over on the flagship. <laughs> what, uh, he says the flagship? What is the flagship? Is it the megafauna? I now? think it's the megafauna right now. Yeah, the rattle python is destroyed. It's very destroyed. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Is like, you have to take over the flagship. And she's like, I, I can't. And Danielle's like, well, I'm on the bridge. I can't do anything. I think it actually might be a situation where translation might be a little bit screwy. Because... What makes a bit more sense would be you have to take over, like, overall command. So, like, of the Megafauna and of the Salamandra. Those would be the two major ones. Is she in command of the Salamandra? I don't even know. I mean, it's it's very strange depending on how you want to go about it. Because she's, like, they have her as the princess. She's the daughter of their general, of the Inspector General. I'm not sure what kind of authority that inherently confers to her. Well, well Mask seem to think it's all hereditary, so... And, uh, I mean, a bunch of the people also seem to have just respect for her as her father's daughter. They also call so, her princess. So. Yeah, so, I mean, that could be it. Um, Danielle could just be like, you know what, I'm tired of this, I don't want to do it. Or it could just be a, hey, you need to get over to the Salamander and take over. Because I gotta command the Megafauna. Like, I can't be in two places at once, and I'm a captain. That guy outranks me. We see Launch in the background tearing up as Ida's tearing up, and then Ida goes over to talk to... Oh, sorry. Not Launch. Steer? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong franchise, You, you can dude. see my confusion, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget about her? I knew Launch was a character, but I couldn't remember until Zach said that. Wrong franchise bit. And I was imagining Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> He's actually a more fitting role, I yeah. think. He's basically Steer. <laughs> yeah, well, he has better jokes. DuckTales is so great. So the script remembers that Steer and Ida are friends. And Ida's like, I can't do it. And Steer's like, you can do it. And that's all we get. And they're both crying. Man, those fins are huge. And apparently they are uh, Ida, not Ida, Raraya and um, Naredo are scared of the mechanic. Mechanics are scary. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you've seen how big the, the the fins are when they're attached to the G-Lucifer. They are not small funnels. 
Oh, I was going to say, if you've ever taken engineering classes, you know that mechanics are scary. Quantum or otherwise? Anything that moves. I would presume mechanics are probably the scariest person on any naval vessel. Because they have wrenches. Cut to the Gnosis, which is, Mashner is just like, hey, keep firing at all the dudes getting in my way. And put up beam shields. Just do all the things. And the captain's like, we can't do all this. Is this rock pie? He doesn't understand physics. So it makes sense he would say all this. And she's like, yes, as a matter of fact, it is. Like, she is off the wall bonkers. I, I'm just imagining the ghost of rock pie whispered in her ear. And is like, try beam shields. That's a neat trick. Yeah, I was going to say, or it's rock pie in her ear, like, do a barrel roll. <laughs> like, try moving the left arm. Use bombs wisely. <laughs> There were very few bombs in the show. Uh, but the show sure bombed when it was on. <laughs> da, 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 da. So apparently the GIT Corps have photon eye missiles. They've mentioned this before. They also have crazy beam whips, which I think are rad, to be honest, but yeah, they're not sure cool. how that works. <laughs> and Mask is here and he's just like, wow, their gear is actually pretty good. But what they don't have is teenage angst. <laughs> so then Mask approaches and uses his death no-yo to just fuck up the Gnosis real good. I do love how the captain is like, I told you to shoot him down. <laughs> and Master is like, that's right, Rockby, I just have to accelerate. Accelerate to my death, and then I can hang out with you. That was exactly the joke I was thinking of. <laughs> and uh, she dies screaming we're together, and it's very, like, full bore crazy. She, remember last week when we were like, oh man, Master's really good at her job and knows what she's doing. She really showed us. And then apparently the adrenaline wore off. Or wore up? I missed that line in the original, or the time I watched this. She's like, Captain Kia said that war is the advancement of culture. And I'm like, not usually when we do it around here. If you play Sparta, then whenever you kill somebody, you do get a culture point. So <laughs> I was just thinking about playing Civ the other day. Uh, sometimes it's a good choice. Do you have more time than you think you need? Then playing Civ is a good choice. Well, I mean, he is on vacation. So Manny shows up in the G-Rack and Mask is like, hey, cool, reinforcements now that we've destroyed that ship. A cut to the Pope hanging out with Bellry's mom. He's like, I think the Capital Army's here. And Bellry's mom is like, yeah, I know that. Everyone's scared shitless of the Capital Army. <laughs> I love how the Pope's like, oh, okay, I guess you have to go do real work then. Well, I feel like it also is like, I'm never going to see her again. <laughs> he looks so concerned. That's why I think it might be a matter of like, I'm never going to see her again, especially because the uh, the Capital Army is using this particular nut as a base. Got to Jugen being like, we only have one more ship to take down. And Colonel Shifty being like, did you forget about the megafauna, the main character ship? <laughs> and, and then Bellary's mom just walks into this military briefing, takes some papers. is like, hey, isn't my son still a main character? Well, it is her. <laughs> it, it is her like facility they're in. Everybody was apparently bestowed upon the uh, anti-heat coating from the Venus globe. Yeah, well, apparently the Kobayashi Maru just had one of those barrels that you get all the ammo. You get max ammo from it from Left 4 Dead, only it was anti-heat coating. And so they just took enough for everything. And so Jigen's like, the Bruisen can re-enter from orbit, right? And Colonel Kompa is like, of course! Don't you know anything about atmospheric re-entry? And Bellary's mom is like, man, no, they're gonna do a fight on Earth. They suck. Well, I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot of people left. Cut to the Salamandra, who is fighting against the GIT Corps, just shooting, specifically at the G-Rack, who has come to make up for the fact that she didn't do anything against the Gnosis, I guess. She has funnels. They're pretty effective at killing all of the grunts. 
It's unfortunate for her that a genius and a Mick Jack are part of this. And Captain Pullup is like, oh, man, good girlfriend taste mask. She's real good at killing people. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, just through my head. The song I'll make a Manny out of you was playing. (laughs) But uh, Kunsun is very uh, offended that they have the Dharma and the Trinity going after them. And Mask lets Manny know, hey, you don't want to fight in melee because you're in a big mobile suit and you don't do so good. Yeah, it's too bad no one was near Barara in her big pyramid to deal with that. But I will defend you from this Mick Jack with my yo-yo. Unfortunately for him, Mick Jack destroys his yo-yo. To which the captain of the Salandra is like, go lower. That won't possibly be a problem. And his XO is like, hey, there's like gravity there. We're going to get pulled in. And Mick Jack is like, I have leg funnels. Which do nothing because everyone just blocks them. With beam shields because it's like a beam rain. I mean, it does make a certain amount of sense that the two people who she uses them against are both people who were... Like, knew what it could do. So then the Venus Globe people start freaking out because of gravity. I do kind of like that the the Earthlings are like, gravity is just such a minor menace all the time that they're not even thinking about it, whereas the Venus Globe people are like, this is scary. They're so worried about an eye catch occurs. Yes. Another minor menace we have to contend with, or maybe a major menace, is cold. Actually, that's probably a worse menace than gravity. So yes, Major Menace, cold. It's currently freezing here in Colorado. It is a balmy negative 6 Fahrenheit or negative 21 Celsius today. Uh, It's snowing. Just a great day. Great day to be outside and do so. Anywho, uh, thanks for listening to episode 25 of Gundam Wrecking Case NG. It is the penultimate episode, folks. Uh, Stuff is finally coming to a head. Will they stick the landing? Uh, my, my answer is maybe not. <laughs> um, this is also the point where I tell you about our patreon.com slash last podcast, where you can get all of our episodes early. Uh, we've already finished up the last episode of Reckon Geese NG. Uh, we also have a bonus episode up right now. That is us ranking every Gundam opening. Um, specifically the theme songs, but also the animation. Um, it was a fun time. I, Got to watch a lot of them for the first time because there are a lot of Gundam shows I haven't seen yet. So that sounds cool. You can head over there. Um, Otherwise, hey, you can join our Discord. You can join us over there and play some video games or talk about Warhammer. Anyway, that's, I think, all I got. It's freezing out and I need to go shuffle my driveway, which I am not looking forward to. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening. Let us re-enter the atmosphere of Gundam. And when we're back about it, they're differently worried about it. Or I guess now they're worried that the main characters are here because they got here after the eye catch. I mean, wouldn't you be scared that they just showed up? I mean, you remember the photon torpedoes that Bellary hasn't used again? That's true. I'm not sure Bellary remembers them. He remembers them so much that he just chooses not to use them ever. So the plan is, Bellary, you deal with the Grotodon, the rest of us will hang out. It is an order from his big sister. So Chikara in his big sword mobile suit goes to try and fight the G-Lucifer. But they have Ida covering them with her full dress lasers. And she gives the weirdest line of people from Venus Globe don't use weapons. And I'm like, they They, they pretty explicitly do. do. (laughs) They're currently shooting at you. I think that's an imperative, not a... uh, So the word we shouldn't? No, listen, like, hey, you stop. As in, hey, you don't use weapons. Lagu said you shouldn't use weapons, so don't. Uh, Meanwhile, apparently the G-Rack also has laser trees. And is menacing Bellry with them. Laser centipedes. I do you. like how Bellry is like, hey, I really hope that's not Manny. 
And Mask is like, hey, Bellry, tank for Manny. I also like how Manny's like, hey, tank for Lewin. <laughs> yeah, like, they're both like, hey, please let me beat you for the other one's sake. Uh, but then Bellry is like, I have a new button. To be fair, this was on the tricky pack. He just used it exactly once. And Mask is caught in a tractor beam. And Bellry's like, haha, grappling rules. And Mask is like, I haven't read those. So they just sit there and wait while one of them reads the rule book. It's kind of explicitly because the G-Rack is right there. Doing nothing. Doing nothing because Manny is at present with Lewin, furiously flipping through the rule book. Because she's, she's like, he's always had luck his way and that won't be the case anymore. And it's like, so you gonna do something, Manny? No, because he's grappling with Lewin and she doesn't want to risk hitting him. Yeah, she's checking the rule book. The space Grotodon starts shooting at the Salamandra, which is not effective. And they start again falling into orbit. A mask is upset that Bellry has bullshit main character powers. And Bellry's like, but if we just keep killing each other, that's like bad, right? And holy shit, that's Manny. Cut to the captain of the Salamandra being like, hey, um, we should bring in all our mobile suits so they don't d- get destroyed in the atmosphere. And his exo's like, hey, is, is the anti-heat coating really going to work? And he's like, yeah, obviously. We wouldn't have used it if it didn't work. Ominous foreshadowing. And Stira's like, hey, we're also going to fall in. And now it's an emergency. And Mick Jack goes to tell Clem Nick, hey, I go- I'm going to go back to the ship. And Clem Nick is like, hi, you coward. And she's like, no, I just, I am, yes, I am scared of burning in the atmosphere. I'm willing to take that and one. And Clem Nick's like, gravity? No one told me that existed. Nani? Well, I think he just hadn't realized that they were actually in the process of falling at that moment. Like, he just hadn't noticed. But then um, everybody else is like, oh, shit, gravity. Yep. This is, a, I think, maybe my favorite Gundam way to pause a battle. And I do like that we see it from all these people. The GIT cars are like, core guys are like, oh, fuck, gravity. Clem Nick is like, I'm a genius. Oh, no, gravity. Mask is like, goddamn main character bullshit powers and gravity. Well, and then, like, Bellry dumps Mask and is like, hey, I can't take you through the atmosphere. You need to get ready to go through. So Mask runs over to Manny, who's like, hey, I don't have the manual for this. I am. It does say I can do this, but I don't know how. And Mask is like, okay, I'll walk you through it. While the GIT core guys get back on the space gronodon. In part because of Bellry saying, prepare to enter the atmosphere. And we know he has bullshit main character powers. And we've seen him go into atmosphere before with one of the other packs. I was actually somewhat expecting him to use the uh, uh, the G-Self to get Manny and Lewin through the atmosphere. Yeah. Because he's right there. <laughs> nah, he's busy working on himself. But apparently the G Lucifer and the G Arcane went and grabbed Bellry. And like, let's go to the Megafada to not all burn up and die. Kabakali is Mask's new mobile suit. The Kabakagali. Luckily it has anti-heat film in its knees. And like, I guess we'll tell Mask and let him know. But there's plasma interference. But like, now nah, we're from Venus Globe. We're fine. We've got antennas. We took that feat. Uh, meanwhile, Clem, Nick, and Mick Jack are like, ah, we are at an excellent angle to re-enter. Why does our spaceship suck so much? It needs to pull up a little and change its angle. I uh, like how Mick Jack's like, hey, that thing's weirdly shaped. It's going to cr- create a lot of drag. And the captain's like, I don't care. We have space coding. And Mick Jack's like, uh, you should care. But Clem, Nick is like, ah, Mick, I'm a genius. And I have figured out my cooling system. Let's make out while we fall to space. <laughs> fall to Earth, I guess. Meanwhile, Manny and... Lewin have a very tender scene where they talk each other through re-entry, where they're like, uh, theoretically, we should not die, but uh, I really hope that works out for us. 
and Mask takes his his mask off. To yeah. be dramatic. I was telling Jeremy here earlier, I didn't even notice that he took his mask off until he put it back on. <laughs> I noticed. He's got those big dreamy eyes. Yeah, they have the uh, the the line of like, uh, you know, if we don't get through this, and Manny's like, okay, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. So Mask deploys an anti-heat umbrella? It's similar to what we saw Bell reuse previously. Yeah, when he made that phoenix. Um, and then Manny, all thrusters reverse uh, to slow their descent. <laughs> Ringo hugs Mariah. For no reason, and she's like, oh, this guy. And they're like, hey, what happened to Bellry? And Ida's like, oh, he went to, like, go hang out with everyone else and see what was going on. He thought they were acting weird, so he went out on patrol in the middle of atmospheric entry. He's done it before. I love my favorite line from (laughs) Steer. Bellry, crazy! (laughs) Uh, There's one in episode 26 I like way more. I mean, that one's only so funny because (laughs) it's missing a preposition or two. (laughs) Yeah. Bellry crazy sounds like a uh, King of Fighters voice line. I was going to say a mid-2000s album, but... But Bellry is like, all right, I've got everything ready. Now I can go fuck somebody up. Cut back to the Capitol Tower where Bellry's mom is like, hey, another glider. I can go hang out and see what's going on. And Capitore is like, yes, and I shall join you. And she's like, fine, but no biscuits for you. <laughs> but did she remember the cake for Bellry this time? Yes. Bellary's mom was like, what the fuck is up with you? And he's like, I am simply an observer, seeing how things play out. That's why I didn't <laughs> want to go back on the bruising. Yeah, and Bellary's mom was like, that's bullshit. Uh. <laughs> I do like how Jukin's like, ah, yes, that's a callback to an earlier episode where she did the same thing. They're descending over the Kiana Highlands. I will admit that made me laugh, but I'm probably the only one who did. Yeah, why, why, why? Because in G Self, that's where they all, or G uh, G Gundam, that's where they all go to train. Oh, the Kiana uh, Highlands. And that's yes. also where Jaburo is, which is relevant next episode when they are just in Jaburo for a minute. I'm like, oh, it's weird. Anyway, we should go not be in Jaburo. They have plenty of batteries, so they will not cross the sound barrier. But the, uh, the Salamandra. Salamandra is taking damage on entry because of its weird shape, and then it explodes. And Mick Jack and Klimnik are like, man, they suck. No geniuses on that ship. So, we would have gotten through fine. So the salamander is lost. Like, it's gone. Leaving the space chronodon the only one left. And the megafauna. And the space chronodon is like, ah, we got through atmosphere first. We can shoot a barrage up at them while they're trying to get through. That'll be a problem for them. And Shakara is doing pull-ups. And you're like, God, this is hard with gravity. <laughs> I do really like that. Like, it's animated looking much harder. So they're specifically firing before switching to atmospheric flight. So they are just falling. <laughs> oh, luckily, Steer is a named character, so she is able to dodge. And Klimnik, a genius, is like, they ain't gonna hit. I like how they have, everyone has enough time to comment on it. They're like, oh, those lasers are moving really slow. And then Steer goes down really hard and then goes up really hard. Good job, Steer. I feel like it's more a matter of, like, they gotta pick up on, like, where they're being targeted from. So they saw the thing moving and it's just, we see it slightly out of sequence. That makes more sense. Bellry is upset with himself for not doing more, even though he has bullshit main character powers. Well, I'm not sure what he was going to do in Atmosphere. And Klim Nick, a genius, is like, now it is time to reveal my true form and ditch my outer armor because I am a genius. And then Clem and Mick have a nice mobile suit hug. Yes. And Manny and Lewin are like, all right. I see the G self and Lewin is like, I'm going to shoot him once and he's going to die. That's the best way for me to show the respect to my former friend. And Manny's like, yes, we must murder him. Which they proceed not to do. 
And Mask is like, I cannot let a privileged man like Bellary have a cool mobile suit like the G-Self. It's like Mask forgot everything he knew about Bellary. It <laughs> <laughs> really does. Like, like Bellary did skip a couple of grades previously. They but were it, like best friends in the first three episodes. I, that's, that's why I have such a huge problem with them. Like, especially Mask going into this, like, I want a death match with Bellary. Because we never are shown him being like, jealous of Bellary or having any kind of ill will towards well, Bellary. And where did Mass develop all these, like, anti-elite sentiments? They like, if we saw Colonel Reseda, like, whispering into his head, yeah. here, like, ah, oh, heredity is bad. And it just came out of nowhere, right? Mask, why? Well, we got a little bit of the Kuntala thing, which would, you know, kind of bring that same thing up. It's just, there's so much stuff angled specifically towards Bellary? Yeah. That it's like, why do you have this very specific grudge against somebody who has not actually done anything to you? Like, they were the only two characters shown ho- hanging out together other than Naredo and Manny for, well, like, the first, like, like, ten episodes. In like, um, the, I think it was the second episode. There were a couple of those guys that were, like, getting onto Bellary's case. And Lewin came up and, like, backed Bellary? So it would have made a little bit more sense if they'd spent a little bit more time with Lewin and Mask, like showing that he does have a little bit of animosity towards Bellary. He does have this jealousy towards him. Or if he was really impacted by the betrayal and was like, oh, all these people were right. Yeah. Or something like that, where like he we see people talking about how he's going to be such a privileged dude and all this and then Bell and him sticking up for Bellary. And then Bellary goes around and leaves and him being severely impacted by that like i stood i stood up for you and you just proved him all right the fact that uh lewin never has any resentment towards bellary being the director's son until he gets back from venus yeah yeah it's one of those very g-reco things i mean i could understand especially on like the second or third conflict if him having like the grudge towards him for killing instructor delinson but he doesn't even really bring that up so Kun soon also arrives on Earth and is like, hey, Kia Mabeki, we made it, and just takes out her locket and <laughs> shoves the face of Kia Mabeki near I, her mind. I, I kind of like her showing her locket and everything. Yeah. That's uh, kind of cute. Technically, Chikara's, still, uh, Chikara's here, too. Yes, but he doesn't have a cool Kia Mabeki locket. No, I, and I actually agree with Tyler. I, I kind of like that as like a character thing, because it's similar to what she kind of had done before. Like we said, Kia almost gets more characterization after his death in a lot of weird ways. Almost like uh, is this ghost a dad. ghost dad scenario, <laughs> yeah, sort of. Except for instead of seeing him, we see his locket, a picture of him. It would be if like a girl he just had his her dad in a locket, and she just took it out sometimes. And just imagined all the speeches he gave. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get some nice shots of the Guiana Highlands, where one day Domonkashi will train. Did train? Or did train? G record takes place sometime. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I think I like this one overall. I really like the gravity as a menace. I really like the slow burn of it. I like that we're down to two battleships. Two battleships, a genius, and his girlfriend. I like this episode. My only like major significant issues are stuff where they didn't do their homework. Namely with like Mashner and uh, Lewin, like we were talking about. Other than that, like I really like the... The fact that gravity is a major deal. I do like the fact that we lose the salamandra due to gravity. Like, due to them making a mistake on the re-entry. Because it is dangerous. Yeah, no one important dies, but we kind of feel like that guy's a character, so. And there's so many things where it's like, this is dangerous, and nobody ever gets hurt by it. 
I was to say the Salamander's captain was my favorite of the unnamed captains. I think I like the captain of the Gnosis the most. Also really so good. <laughs> I, I, I liked the Gnosis' captain, yeah. Do you have a high point, Tyler? Oh, no, come back to me. I, I have three that I'm picking between, so. Zach? Oh, shit, everybody get ready for re-entry. <laughs> I think I'm specifically going to go with Lewin and Manny. And they're like, oh, if we die, that's okay. But I really hope we don't. And then we get to kill Bellary. Survive re-entry, dot, uh, kill Bellary, dot, 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 <laughs> get together. <laughs> this is a bit of a mixed one. Um, and it's that, or Klimnik and Nick, Mick Jack's re-entry, I like quite a bit. But also kind of a low point is their non-plus response to the salamander exploding. They're just like, oh, well, I guess, you know, that's how... the the cookie crumbles, I guess. Uh, that actually kind of tracks for me. They're it, so it narcissistic. Really yeah. <laughs> well, and especially Clem Nick. Why did they die? They died because they made a mistake. That's very Clem Nick and very Mick Jack. You died because you fucked up. Yeah, that's why it's ki- kind of a mixed one. Like, I love uh, Mick and Clem's reaction, or uh, I guess interaction there. And it's a bit of a mixed response on the Salamander exploding. exploding. It's very in character, but also... It was kind of a non-event. They weren't overly broken up about the fact that they lost all of their other mobile suits. Yeah, the megaphone is fine. We can go. Ha- call- we can go hang out there when we're done. Do you have a low point, Tyler? I was gonna say Mashner just this episode, but I actually kind of like that she's descended into madness. I wish there was a little bit more transition to that. It wouldn't be G-Reco if there was, but I agree. That's what I want. <laughs> well, like I, that's kind of what I said. Two there is like they didn't do their homework on that one. That's the G Reco story. We didn't do our homework. Our dog ate it. There, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of a low point for this episode. I guess it might be the non-event of the Garandon firing on the megafauna. Like they could have just cut that scene and nothing would have changed. Zach, I think my low point is probably Bellry just pulling out a new power for the G self instead of it being like a fight of him. You know, kind of dealing with Manny and Lewin, and then it's like, oh shit, we gotta deal with re-entry. It's just, oh yeah, I pressed the I'm the main character button, and now Manny has to search the rulebook for the grappling rules as she's just sitting there. Would it have been better if it was a solar flare? Possibly, yes. (laughs) Like, if he blinded them and ducked off to one side, like, that would have made a lot more sense. Instead, Manny's just sitting there. Mine is going to be the awkwardness around the eye catch. I like the scene before the eye catch where the GIT core guys are like, oh shit, gravity. But like then like hard cut to them being like, oh no, G-Self and Lucifer. It's really weird. In a way that it probably isn't if you're watching this actually with commercials and there's just enough of a break, but it feels very strange without, even with the eye catch there to break it up. Makes sense. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? I unfortunately have a lot of candidates, and none of them are Bellary this episode. It's a real ensemble piece, right? There's not really anyone who stands out. I think just because she's not going to get another chance, and I re- I don't know that we ever gave her one, I think it's going to be Mashner. Zach? I gotta give mine to Manny. I also am feeling Manny this week. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give it to Coon, because she got she had that, like, oh no, gravity, show some spirit, and she was also like, see, Kia, it's Earth, it's real. There are a thousand mobile suits we should probably put on the list, so should we put that off till next week? <laughs> the, the energy self mobile suit wrap up i mean we also have the movie so it won't all be next week but like so many of these we've barely seen right yeah like the de hack we haven't actually seen it do anything yet yeah if we want to cut it into two we've seen it deploy itself so we'll have to make that determination but i don't feel like doing it this week and i, I want to do- i don't know if we ever see uh curb's new suit do anything but i want to give it a chance next week 
we haven't done the perfect backpack, but I want to say we haven't done any. We haven't done it or the GSL just generally. We haven't done the GR cane, but like those seem like good ones to save for the end. Well, I was gonna say I don't want to do the perfect backpack or uh, masks new mobile suit. Yeah, for sure. Like, but I don't really want to do coon suits either. And we see it do its bean whips. We've seen most of Chikara's, I guess, but I don't know what it's called offhand. So, I mean, I'm okay with leaving that till net. Till the last two things. Yeah, and then we'll just have so many. We still have two mass production suits we need to do. Well, we could always do one or two of them on the wrap-up episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, we have a ton of homework to do. Let's put that off till next week. <laughs> That's the G-Reco way. We can do that next year. So speaking of that, join us next week for episode 26 of Recon Gista in G. We blew up Earth. I think it's I rising Earth. on Earth. Rising on Earth. To those of you who have listened to all of this, we are grateful. Please check out our Patreon.